Welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darcy, and with me is Texas' most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm coming up on my last week of being lazy and not working, so... I mean, I'm excited to start working, but also I like being lazy <laughs> and play video games all day. But uh, yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing, nothing else going really going on with me. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, it was a pretty good work week and uh, nothing, nothing too bad, but definitely um, allergies have been a major problem for me this past week. Uh, we had... Uh, up here in Wisconsin, it's been pretty bad with pollen count, and then we also had uh, some smoke from wildfires that were going on in Canada that really were, oh, like, wow. hazing the area, and I feel like the combination of those two were just awful for me, and, man, it's been rough, but today... I'm feeling better. I can breathe through my nose, which is great. I uh, don't have a headache <laughs> like I had all day yesterday. So we're, we're feeling optimistic, I would say, coming out of all of that. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that uh, you're going to be returning to work soon because I know last week you had said it, you, you were, it was kind of up in the air still. So it sounds like things have smoothed out and you're going to be working again. Yeah, yeah. First, first day is the 16th. Um... I'm really just waiting because they're going to send me some equipment. Um, suppose they told me a laptop and two monitors, which I got to figure out because I already have two monitors on my workspace. Mm. So I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. I might just use the monitors I already have and I haven't bothered with their monitors. Dude, just so, stack the monitors on top of your monitors and have monitors on monitors <laughs> at your place. Like, that's what it is. It'd be nice. You know what I'm saying? It'd be nice. But first of all, my, my computer's getting old. I don't even know if we can handle four monitors at this point. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, sixteenth is my first day back. That's good to hear. And and anyway, four monitors might be a tad overkill for being serious. Yeah. But all right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on the One More Game Podcast. This is a podcast geared to make sure you're informed on all the gaming news that is happening across the week, whether it's PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, uh atari or jaguar i feel like i've been saying jaguar a lot lately but anyways if any of the news goes around for those things and we think you need to know about it we will let you know about it if you are listening to on your respective podcast services whether it is spotify apple podcast or several of the other podcast services we are on please hit the follow button or subscribe depending on what podcast services you are listening on and if you are listening on a service that allows you to leave reviews please leave a five-star review and tell people why you love the one more game podcast because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every week every friday at 7 a.m on your services if you want to be part of the show feel free to send in a question through our email which is press start gaming 28 at gmail.com that is press start gaming 28 at gmail.com with the subject line question for the show and we will feature it on an upcoming show i am planning to like make that a little bit easier and not always have to do the the uh, email address but currently that is the easiest way for me to do it so that's what you got to do at the moment but we always start every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately so isaac what have you been playing lately man all right so you know 
I know you didn't believe in me, but I finally finished Disco Elysium. There you go. I was waiting for it. <laughs> twenty. It took me about 28 ish hours. I think is my my uh, um, game clock on. And yeah, I mean the game. It's just a great art style. I love the art style. Music um, is is good. Um, I, I feel like music is just underappreciated in video games, just in general, you know. Mm-hmm. But music is good. Um, I mean, it's funny. There was a lot of funny lines. That's one of the biggest surprises. I, it was really funny. The game was. Uh, the story up until the end, I thought was great. And then the end kind of felt rushed and a little underwhelming. It just came to a sudden stop. Um, but overall, you know, the experience was fantastic. I think it's still worth. I think it's a thirty dollar game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I think it's. I think I paid full price for thirty. But yeah, it's definitely worth thirty dollars. You'll get, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of uh, uh, play time into it. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not a completionist. But there's, there's a bunch of other side quests in there, and some of the side quests go places that I didn't think the game would go. Um, obviously, no spoilers. But yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. I'm really happy I played it. I did say I was planning, well, did want to do a second playthrough, but the way this ended, I don't know if I'll want to anymore. I was about to ask that if you were going to. Uh, yeah, the way... Go ahead. No, I was going to just say, so did just the ending leave kind of like a sour taste in your mouth, or do you feel like satisfied with just this ending and you don't want to progress? No, it, it left a sour taste. Okay. It was. It didn't completely ruin the entire game, but it did bring it down from for me and that is the reason why i don't think i will be doing another playthrough i might go on youtube you know and, and look for um you know the other endings mm-hmm. and other what other paths would lead to but yeah i, I don't know if i would be doing another another playthrough I th- like i said i still think it's a fantastic game and definitely worth uh at least one playthrough okay um other than that, that that's what i spend most of my time on well, other than Destiny. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> just just get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I finally, finally got into the Splitgate beta. Okay. Uh, or, or game or early access, whatever they're calling it. Early, I think they're calling uh, it early access right now, but yeah. Right. Um, if I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the console release, but this game just blew up out of nowhere. I remember this game coming out two years ago, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. And then I just forgot about it and never tried it. So I was okay. So now that it blew up, I you know I just give it a shot, try to boot up the game. I got an hour long queue. You know, well I didn't stay an hour for the first time. I stayed about forty minutes. Didn't get in, closed it, tried it a few more times. In total, my Steam uh, play time was at three hours before I ever even got to play. <laughs> All of it was queue time. But you know, yesterday I finally got in, and I mean for the ones that don't know, Splitgate. Best way to describe it is Halo meets Portal, right? Feels yeah. like Halo, like gunplay feels like Halo, movement feels like Halo, and then you got the Portal guns. And that's what makes this game really interesting to me because you can do so many plays with with these portals that you have. And it's when you when you finally get, you know, you shoot a portal behind somebody and then you you a portal behind one of the enemies and then you shoot another portal so you can shoot them through it and they have no idea. It's so satisfying. It allows for so many different types of plays, offensive and defensively. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Me and you need to play. I saw you playing it earlier, so we, we definitely need to get in there. Yeah. Uh, but last thing, I started up Breath of the Wild today. Okay. Yeah. This is a game that I wanted to play when I got the Switch, 
um, which I, I mean, technically, the Switch that I have was my sister's that she handed down to me because she got herself another Switch. So technically, I've only had a Switch that's for me for about eight months now. And since I got it, I wanted to play Breath of the Wild, but it was always full price. And Nintendo, you know, they rarely give discounts. So I, I caved in like, uh, I don't know, what was like maybe a month ago now. Yeah, I was on like, one of the things and then the very next day. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the next day. It was like a week later because they do have a grace period of like three, two or three days or something. But it was like maybe even not a week later. I think it was four or five days later. It was on, on sale for $35. So I was really mad. <laughs> But, you know, whatever. I played it. Uh, games. I love the art style of that game. I've, I'm Like I said, I barely started it today. I'm five shrines in. Um, the first four feel like tutorials, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, teaching you what, 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 the, what your abilities do, I guess. But, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with it with my hour, hour and a half-ish time on it. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to beat this game, but because it seems like a 50-hour like a game. I don't know how long it is, but it seems like it is. I, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely a longer game. I, for myself, and uh, I know our Zelda fans are going to shun me when I say this, I actually bought Breath of the Wild at launch for my Switch, and I have played it for probably a combined one hour. So uh, I don't know how it I'm is. Probably, I'm probably already past you, huh? Oh yeah, you're, you're probably... <laughs> definitely passed me because <laughs> i did not play it very much i always keep saying oh I'll, I'll go back to it but i just i just haven't and at this point i'm kind of like don't plan on going back to it i, I want to i is but i'm not planning on it i guess is the way to say yeah. it i've almost come to terms with the fact i'm likely going to be playing other games more than i'll ever go back to that game uh but yeah this week i i'm I know I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I am very close to beating Scarlet Nexus. I am on the final chapter, uh, but the final chapter is definitely longer than the other chapters that I had, or the phases, I should say, because they're called phases in there. The final phase is a lot longer than the other phases, and I there's multiple, like, I, I would call them almost, like, mid-stop points where it starts the story you're doing it and then all of a sudden it's like all right you got to head somewhere else to continue the story but you can go ahead and do any kind of like side quest or things you want to do now and i um am taking the opportunity to complete some of those side quests and uh character bonds because the character bonds do improve your combat abilities in fighting so that's kind of what's derailed me or delayed me in that regards. And then, of course, like, you know, life gets in the way, so I haven't been able to play it a ton in that regards. But I, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to beat it tonight um, and then be able to kind of move on to my next game. I also, as you did say, I I did get into the split gate uh, last night. I... Um, kind of like you, I saw when Splitgate first launched uh and i kind of was not too enamored by it but the more i looked at it the more i was like you know what i'll i'll give it a shot i'll try it out because i love shooters so i was definitely down to do it and i had downloaded as you had said the console release but i also downloaded it on pc and yeah you're right man some of those queue times are rough and uh thankfully last night i got into it man first map I loved it. I was straight dominating, killing people left and right, having a blast. 
second map hated it was like i don't <laughs> i don't like this at all it was uh it was a, a map um for uh, king of the hill and there's it's like on these platforms so you can kind of fall off the map and i just felt lost i didn't know where i was going i still don't really understand the portal system too well just yet so i kind of was just getting straight dominated uh that's not to actually say it, that i don't like the game i it really enjoy it so far but i'm just saying first map i was way on this it was a team deathmatch loving it second map i was like i hate this game so much like why yeah, did i start have, playing uh, <laughs> they have a few different modes like you said the team deathmatch then there's a a leader um leader game mode which is like it's pretty much the gears of war 2 leader uh you have like a you know a designated leader on your team and you okay. have to protect them okay and to get to score points you have to kill their leader versus and and defend your leader Hmm. and first to 10 wins and they also have a a SWAT mode I think I think it's called team SWAT which I didn't fully understand but I think what it is it turns off your radar and I think it's one bullet to the head because I was dying really fast in that is one. it so is it almost kind of like a search and destroy type thing no there there wasn't no um no objective it was just kill the enemy team but oh. it felt like I died a lot quicker and I was getting a lot uh kill i was getting kills a lot easier is it and uh it just i guess to just to try to help with clarifying or helping uh listeners uh did you ever play hardcore mode on like call of duties yes yeah, so is it like, like hardcore team deathmatch where it's like you get one you kind of get hit with a bullet once or twice and you're dead yeah it was one shot to the head you die like a couple to the body and you die okay that's what it felt like and then the last one i played which was my favorite mode was the shotguns in shotgun and sniper mode mm. um and then yeah so you just spawn in with a shotgun and a sniper as your secondary and you just you know team deathmatch there was also a a elimination type mode where like you die and you're out for that round okay and then first team to eliminate the other team wins so they have a few yeah. modes which like i said very halo right halo mm -hmm. had a bunch of different modes um so if you like old school halo games yeah you should definitely give this one a shot yeah it's a lot of fun like i said uh i probably would like the team deathmatch or not the team deathmatch uh the king of the hill map match if i wasn't on that one map because i just for me as a newbie just getting in for the first time i was just it, it, there was not enough flooring for me to feel confident about where to move and i just couldn't figure out how to get up to the other platforms even with trying to use my uh, the the portal system, I just for some reason was not able to make it connect for me. So, but I I, I I'm gonna blame that on being new to the game. Um, I'm planning on playing a bunch of other things this weekend. We have the Back for Blood beta uh, as well as again I'm gonna finish Scarlet Nexus, and we have a bunch of other things. But we've been talking a lot about what we've been playing. So, but we need to get into the show. So let's go right into our gaming catalog where we're gonna talk a little bit about. An update to the Activision Blizzard incidents where two people have left the studio since the lawsuit. Horizon Forbidden West, if you were planning to play it this holiday season, prepare to not. And also, Ghost of Tsushima has their directors com coming out. A lot of people were wondering what's going on with Legends. Well, now we have some information for that. And Street Fighter V is giving its swan song with a white and blonde haired guy <laughs> but it's all coming up in the gaming catalog and we're gonna go right into the first art the first story again two figureheads 
are leaving Activision Blizzard, and we're going to be going to PC Gamer for this article with Rich Stanton. And the first one we're going to talk to about is Blizzard's president is out, and the studio is going to be co-led by a woman for the first time in its history. So as Rich goes into this, he says, On July 20th, California's Department of Fair, Employment, and Housing filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, collecting numerous complaints about unlawful harassment, discrimination, and retaliation at the company. As many of you know from our past stories, there's been a lot of fallout of that, including an employee uh, wa- uh, walkout from there. Well, after all of that, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick promised a rapid response. Well, today, uh, and this was, of course, uh three days ago uh blizzard announced that j allen brack is leaving his position as the president of the studio and is going to be replaced by jen o'neill and mike yabara as co-heads of the studio so jen o'neill has been at blizzard since january before which she was the studio at the studio of vicarious visions Uh, Mike Yabarro is a longtime Xbox employee holding various positions there before joining Blizzard in 2019 as an executive vice president. Blizzard's statement says, Jen and Mike have more than three decades of gaming industry experience between them. Moving forward, they will share responsibilities over game development and company operations. Uh, So as far as why Brack left, there hasn't been a whole lot of details that have gone on, uh, come from that, uh, or at least Blizzard Activision haven't said anything. Uh, all they said when it comes to it is that um, the new leaders are going to be looking at making changes to the working culture. Quote, both leaders are deeply committed to all of our employees to the work ahead to ensure Blizzard is the safest, most welcoming workplace possible for women and people of any gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or background to upholding and reinforcing our values and to rebuilding your trust with their many years of industry experience and deep commitment to integrity and inclusivity. Jen and Mike will lead Blizzard with care, compassion, and a dedication to excellence. After this came out, uh, the very next day, I think it was, um, it looks like it actually wasn't the same day. I didn't realize that. Uh, Anyways, the president, J. Allen Brack, leaves. Well, then, uh, according to a report by Bloomberg, the Activision Blizzard spokesperson confirmed to PC Gamer that Jesse Meshuck, Formerly Blizzard's senior vice president of HR is, quote, no longer with the company, end quote. Activision Blizzard did not provide any more detailed timeline for when Meshuk left the company. Now, they were the head of Blizzard's human resources department, which allegedly worked to cover up abuses and was deeply dysfunctional, according to the lawsuit and various other reports since that lawsuit came out. Speaking with dozens of current and former employees, the report details how Blizzard's HR department, quote, actively shielded, end quote, abusers from punishment related to complaints made against them. And uh, just to give one instance before I turn to you, Isaac, in one instance, a former employee named Nikki Broderick said she reported her manager after they got into a heated argument and he refused to let her leave her desk or reach for her phone. According to Broderick, Blizzard HR representatives said the manager was not at fault and for raising the issue, Broderick says she felt retaliated against, quote, I wasn't given any projects. I wasn't considered for promotion three years after that incident, end quote. Um, another employee reported a coworker for physically abusing her and said she was met with skepticism because, quote, it wasn't more hysterical. Uh, Isaac, there's, you know, there has been obviously more information than this that have come out of the Blizzard Activision um, 
story and lawsuit since we last reported on it. But uh, these are two of the, the uh, I guess, more highly publicized things that did go on since then. So, Isaac, how do you feel about these moves uh, being made so far with two heads that were not named in the articles, but, of course, uh, are in the lawsuits, but, of course, uh, are and have been in positions that likely took place when these lawsuits happened. Um, how do you feel about that they're that they're leading? I mean, it's it's a good start, right? Uh, we talked about that people need to be let go. They need to be, you know, fired or, or they need to leave Activision in some form. Um, J. Allen Breck, he was the president, he, even though he might have not, you know, directly been involved in any of the these allegations, it still happened under his watch. So, I mean, he's just as just as much as fault as fault as anybody else. Um, HR, same thing, right? You're supposed to be there for to to protect people in the workplace. And I mean, this is something I've always believed about any workplace. HR isn't really there for the people. They're they're more there for to protect the company. So, I mean, it wasn't surprising to me that they they just kind of when people reported, they just brushed things under the rug. Um, so very deserve deserving to be let go. Um, and I think more people need to be let go. I don't know if you saw the COO when she tweeted out a. Let me look it up right quick. Yeah, it was the article about the problems of whistleblowers. Is if I remember right. correctly, it may not be exactly word for word what what the headline was, but that's essentially what the headline was uh, called right. for. Right, like you need to be let go. Like you, you're really gonna tweet that right now, like in in the midst of this these allegations. You're 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 focusing on the problem with whistleblower, and I, I think she deleted her Twitter account because she knew she, she was, yeah. So I mean, again, a good start. I think more people need to be let go, like the the COO, um, and oh my god, I'm blanking on his name now, Bobby Kotick. He mm -hmm. needs to go too. Unfortunately, I think he makes a lot of money for the shareholders, and I know that I think we're gonna talk about it right now too. Um, that they named him in the their lawsuit, but. He needs to go again. All this happened under his watch. Um, but shareholders, you know, all they care about is money. So his job might be safe. Yeah, I it's interesting with uh, the president uh, Brack being let go because I saw that he gave out a statement when he left. And, he, and I'm going to just read that real quick. He said, quote, I am confident that Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara will provide the leadership Blizzard needs to realize its full potential and will accelerate the pace of change. I anticipate they will do so with passion and enthusiasm and that they can be trusted to lead with the highest levels of integrity and commitment to the components of our culture that makes Blizzard so special. Finally, thank you all for being a part of the Blizzard community and for your passionate determination for safety and equality for all, end quote. It's kind of weird that he said that when <laughs> the lawsuit came out and he was president during that time. Uh, I don't know if he was president the entire time. They, that is something I um, did not look into but he was definitely president during this time that the lawsuit's coming out so him kind of saying you know that uh that they basically um are going to lead the components of you know what makes blizzard so special it's more so i guess he should be wording it as will change and make blizzard the culture that is so special or something because the culture that you fostered and were in led to that lawsuit you got you obviously 
lacked um, oversight enough if you were if if Brack had nothing to do with any of the the things that are going on. You at least as a president lacked oversight on what your employees and what your organization was doing when it comes to the allegations that came out of that lawsuit. And the HR, uh, um, what was his name again? Jesse Meshuk. You, he obviously had to go. It's interesting that there's been no details on like if he's been fired or if he left himself. It's, I, I feel like if I was Activision and this lawsuit going on just for, you know, positive PR spin, I would at least be like, yeah, we fired him. And if you did indeed fire him, because it's easy to be like, oh man, that at least is a good step. It's a good step forward. If he just left or like essentially if they accepted his resignation, that's different. That that carries a much different tone when someone is allowed to resign essentially on their own terms. If they're if you're accepting the resignation, that means they're resigning essentially on their own terms. But if you fire them, that's different. And again, for people on Twitter, on social media and the public eye, there's going to be a different connotation if he did indeed resign himself or was fired. So I'm just surprised that Blizzard didn't come out or Activision as a whole didn't say, yeah, we we fired him. Right. Well, I think what's happening is they don't really care about these people. Right. Activision just from what I've seen, they like the heads seem like scum. Right. Like they don't really care about the people. They're just hoping this blows over just like the when when the whole Hong Kong thing happened Mm -hmm. Um, a year ago, two years ago. I don't remember when it happened. I think it's just kind of. Yeah. But this is more egregious and. And they they can't just you know keep their hands heads down until it blows over, which is what they're trying to do. Bobby Kodak didn't say anything till days later, until the share prices started dropping, you know, until he he put out his statement. Like they, I don't think they just they don't care about any of the people involved. All they see is dollars, and that's why I think they're they they don't they're not like oh we fired this person. Even the 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 two that they promoted, Jen O'Neill and and Mike Ybarra, like mm-hmm. they gave them a different title. You know, they're not J. Allen Black left as president and they're co-heads or co-leaders. Yeah. So this could be just pandering just to make it look like, oh, they're doing something. And then, you know, when it blows over, they're going to put whoever whoever they want back in the prisoner position. You're, so, I mean, I don't know. You it's, could it's be right. Right. You could be right. But I do also think why they're given the titles of co-heads versus being like co-presidents or something of that nature is there's a, there is a chance that uh, they're more of a temporary placement. They're not there to fill this position long-term similar to like when it let's use sports, for instance, right? When a a general manager leaves or fired or stepped down, they get kind of that term of interim general manager. This may be in their terms, interim president you know that's why they give them co-heads but i agree with you it could also be very well this is just a um essentially a publicity stunt uh, to kind of look hey you know we have the the first woman to lead blizzard in its history helping out and we have mike yabara in there as well which if i remember correctly mike is uh, a person of color um and so again getting away from the the uh, I guess I like, no, I'm not, I'm wrong. He is, he is, he is not a person of color. So either way though, it goes back to the, the part of the, the, 
of Jen being in the position. It could easily just be trying to get there saying, like, obviously we have the sexual loss, the sexual um, harassment allegations and sexual assault allegation lawsuit coming out against them. We're promoting a woman to oversee moving forward. That that could all be for show. And when it comes to Bobby uh, Kotick, likely he's not going to be leading. Um, as we've said before, him being in the position that he is, it would be essentially him or the shareholders themselves would have to force him out. And as you said, they already they make so much money that they're likely the shareholders are not going to push him out the door because they don't know if the next person who steps in is going to be able to make that kind of money for them. And I don't know. Uh, you know, I just do want to touch on that other part that you talked about with uh, – uh, Townsend, I don't remember what her first name is off the top of my head, but it was the the lady that you're talking about that tweeted out the article. It was very crazy in my mind that she would tweet out that article when what's going on, uh, the lawsuit is currently still go- taking place. And then what made it even crazier was the fact that uh, several people, I think Jason Schreier uh, from Bloomberg said too, that she was blocking employees of her own company who were speaking out against that tweet. And then several days later decides to delete their account, but they deleted their account because they, they wanted to themselves. Like it was like the way that they worded it. I don't remember which article I read it at, but they, they worded it like we, she wanted to delete it. She just didn't like, she just didn't want to deal with Twitter anymore. Not she deleted it because she was ashamed for what she tweeted out or she deleted it because of the backlash she received. It was no, I, I just, I just didn't want to, to deal with Twitter anymore. It's just intri- like interesting. The fact that there's all these, I guess mistakes and trip ups that Blizzard keeps doing when they could easily take the steps necessary to make right and do what's right for their employees, for their their organization moving forward. And I'm I'm I obviously this is not done yet. This isn't over by any measures. But I'm just curious what goes on moving forward because. Uh, some of the moves that have been made so far, Blizzard employees have said that it's a re- it's a good first step, but it doesn't go far enough. And the demands that the employees asked for when they did their walkout still haven't been met, and that is obviously still a um, point of contention among not just the employees and Blizzard, but the community as a whole that play these games by Activision Blizzard on how they want to support the company moving forward. And I've seen arguments on both sides of, you know, boycotting the games is the best way to do it. And I've also seen, you know, playing the games is the best way to do it because for the people who worked at the studios, making those games, putting those games out is what they loved, is what they stood for. And so when they see that the games aren't being played, it feels like their time, you know, putting up with these things were not, uh, is not being supported. And then, of course, the other aspect of it is if revenues drop so low, I mean, you you already know what is the CEO going to do because he needs to make sure the profits stay where they're at. There's going to be massive layoffs. So it's hard to kind of see what's going forward, uh, what actions need to be taken place but at least right now what i feel is these are a good first step as we said these were needed but bobby uh kotick and activision blizzard as a whole need to listen to their employees seek their demands 
and and show that they actually care about what's going on moving forward because if they continue not to i think still the they'll still have people buying their games they'll still have people playing their games but i do think it's going to leave a big black mark on the legacy and the future of that company yeah i mean i agree um ultimately it's going to come down to just you know um the employees telling us that okay they're happy with with what activision has done because uh, from us outside looking in we're, we're never going to really know so okay. we're just gonna have to rely on on them um on them telling us that everything is better now yeah uh, but uh, yeah i mean you know bobby kotick you know getting his 100 million bonuses while cutting employees that's going to keep going on oh yeah after. oh yeah for sure uh, switching gears to another topic uh, that definitely is going to leave some fans, especially, of course, PlayStation fans, uh, sad, is that Horizon Forbidden West is likely delayed. So this is coming from the Video Game Chronicles written by Andy Robinson. And the title is Horizon Forbidden West's 2022 slip is decided and delayed, another report claims. So Bloomberg's Jason Schreier wrote in a new article on Friday that he could corroborate claims made, and by the way, I should say last Friday, uh, that he could corroborate claims made earlier by GameSpeech's Jeff Grubb, who had suggested the game would likely slip into 2022. Quote, Sony Corp has delayed the upcoming PlayStation game Horizon Forbidden West to the first quarter of 2022, according to a person familiar with the matter, Schreier wrote. Adding on Twitter, I am telling you, it is decided and delayed. Now, on Thursday... Journalist Jeff Grubb had said on his Giant Bomb show that he had heard via a source that Sony would likely push the Gorilla title to next year and could announce the slip in a live stream around September. Quote, it seems like the original rumor was that Sony hadn't decided yet, but my understanding is that the game was delayed a little while ago, Ed quote Bloomberg Schreier commented on Friday. Uh, so, of course, for people that don't know, uh, Sony had previously warned that Horizon Forbidden West might not release during the calendar year, likely would get pushed back, stating that it wasn't prepared to compromise the quality of the game or the health of its de developers to get the game out during a period when AAA game development had been pu uh, pummeled by the pandemic. Uh, you know, Isaac, you're well aware of it. I know a lot of our listeners are going to be well aware of it, but AAA games not only mean that they have a massive budget and they need to to utilize that budget correctly, but it usually takes a lot of production. And Horizon Forbidden West, just like God of War, which has already been delayed, there's a lot of in-person uh, motion capturing that gets taken place, a lot of voice lines that are taking place. And so, of course, having the pandemic where people couldn't be in the studio working on these things to do the capturing makes sense. So, Isaac, are you surprised at all that the game still, even with Sony being optimistic that it, it could likely do it, and they haven't officially announced this yet, but are you surprised that this is likely delayed according to jason schreier and jeff grubb not surprising to me at all i think on our our predictions episode for e3 i said it's gonna be delayed to 2020 i know i've told my friends you know our group of friends that it's gonna be delayed for about a year now um so to me this isn't surprising and basically what i was basing it off is that we hadn't seen up until the last this last um playstation um what is it called state, state of play, play. We hadn't seen any gameplay. So when I don't see any gameplay and the game is supposed to come out, you know, in six months or whatever, 
it, to me, it tells me it's just going to be delayed. So, no, this isn't surprising to me at all. But, you know, take your time with the game. Horizon, the first Forbidden West was great. It was a great game. Um, and from what I saw, the state of play, this is shaping up to be another great game. Sony is the best at doing blockbuster third-person action games. So, I'm sure, like I said, I think this is going to be a great game. Take your time and work on it and 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 make it as close to what you, what you envisioned. Yeah, I agree with you in the fact that essentially Sony is really good at making these kind of games. Uh, the, the state of play when they showed off the gameplay for Horizon Forbidden West looked awesome. Uh, I will admit I have not played Horizon Zero Dawn yet. I have it downloaded. I just haven't played it yet. Uh, and a lot of that came down to I was excited when it first released, but I as always, have a huge backlog and kind of waited. And of course, as time gets pushed off, you know, you sometimes forget to come back to a game. But uh, when they gave it away for free recently, I, I snagged it and have it downloaded. I am going to play it, just haven't just yet. So Horizon Forbidden West, though, that state of play really has me intrigued. I really liked what I saw. So I'm right there with you. If you have to delay it to make sure it hits the quality that you want, it hits the bar that gamers uh, as a whole have set for what a Horizon sequel is supposed to be, then do it. Because what what would be worse is to push the game out before it's ready, whether it has bugs or maybe the story feels rushed, and gamers get it in their hands and they notice those things. Because what is it going to be? Just a slaughter on social media on how the game didn't live up to expectations uh, for X X boy uh, Xbox fanboys that want to find ways to bash playstation they're going to they would use that as the firing stick of look how terrible you know your your mainstay game looks or, or was presented and you bought a playstation 5 for this you know i could already imagine the social media uh um thrashing that the game would get if it didn't come out and and hit the the again that precedent that horizon zero dawn had already set for the game so yeah, it, it sucks anytime a game is delayed, but uh, uh, as always, you know, delaying a game allows you to better plan for it to hit the first time because a first impression is always a lasting impression. And just before I know you were about to jump in, but just to kind of go off of that, we talked about it on last episode. We've talked about it in previous episodes on top of it. First impressions hit. Remember, as I always keep saying, I got Battlefield 4 at launch on PlayStation 4, and it was so bad at launch, I never went back to it. And I know people say about all the time that Battlefield 4 is one of the better games of Battlefields, but to me, like it's it's part of why I like I don't really like Battlefields, because the one that I did get <laughs> didn't turn out very well for me. So first impressions really matter. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you're, you're, you're crazy. You need to jump on that Horizon Zero Dawn train, all right? That game was amazing. And but yeah, I, I agree that first impressions uh, are, are everything. And um, props to Sony for not being scared to delay their games. Right? They they delay almost every game or every almost every blockbuster game that they release. I feel like let me see, Last of Us Two was delayed, Uncharted yeah. Four was delayed, God of War was God was God of War delayed? I don't remember. I don't think the first but, God of War was. Yeah. Okay, but they're not scared to delay their games, and there's always that you know that famous Miyamoto quote. The you, you know it, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, 
I I've quoted it before. It is um, a delayed game is something, but a a bad game is bad forever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a, a delayed game is uh, a delayed game can be good, but a bad uh, a rushed game is bad forever. That's what it was. There you or go. Something like that. There you go. Close enough. For yeah. What I said, but yeah. If you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, go do it. Especially if it was free on PlayStation Plus. I didn't play the the expansion. Um, I forgot what it was called, but I didn't play the expansion. But apparently, it was great. Um, that game plays great, and I imagine it's boosted up to sixty frames on the PS Five. I'd imagine. I'm not sure, but go go play it if you haven't played it. You know, funny thing is, is we run a video game podcast. I run a video game website, and I don't remember if it's boosted or not. So maybe it is. I don't. I feel like it. I feel like there's been an update for it because I know there's been one for Days Gone and for um god of war and i just the only one that i remember seeing of course everyone keep asking for is bloodborne to finally get that update to to put it push it to 60 frames so i feel like horizon okay. has to yeah, be there yeah it looks like it's not from a quick google search okay hold on give me a second let me let me double check well while you you're while you're double checking that i'm gonna go to our next story because it's gonna feed kind of right into type of things okay. but uh one of the other games that were really great at the PS4 era, and a lot of people are optimistic about what is next, is the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut and the DLC. But one of the things that a lot of people didn't know about is the update Legends. What was going to happen with that? That was a free update. It was almost like a raid mode, if I remember correctly, because, again, didn't play Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I'm getting the Director's Cut, but I haven't played uh, the Legends yet, of course. Um there is an update finally. We are going to get some information for Legends. It is going to get some update, and you can also get it as a standalone product. So we're going to bounce between two articles. First, it's going to be from the PlayStation blog, as well as an IGN article by Matt Perslow. First, from the PlayStation blog, this is written by Darren Bridges, who is the senior game designer for Sunker Punch Studios uh, that makes ghost of tsushima and it says last october we launched ghost of tsushima legends our very first online multiplayer project as a studio which expanded the gameplay of ghost of tsushima into a supernatural world inspired by japanese mythology and to say that your support and enthusiasm blew our wildest expectations out of the water is an understatement we have loved seeing reactions and photo mode shares from the past 10 months and have lost plenty of sleep staying up late to watch teams streaming their raid progress thank you for everyone who's played it with just two weeks to go until ghost of tsushima director's cut we wanted to talk about what's next for legends as always just like all legends content every update detail below will be available at no additional charge to owners of any version of ghost of tsushima on ps4 or ps5 with no director's cut purchase required players on ps4 and ps5 will also be able to play together seamlessly and progression in legends carries over regardless of which console you're playing on so now i'm going to go over to the ign article because they make this a little easier to break down uh basically Legends is going to be getting a co-op expansion for the single-player Ghost of Tsushima and will be also released as a standalone game. In addition, Legends will also get a new mode later this year that's called Rivals. Announced on the PlayStation blog, Ghost of Tsushima Legends will be made available as a standalone game for the price of $19.99 and it will be made available on September 3rd. 
The standalone version will be exactly the same as the Legends mode that is available for owners of the Ghost of Tsushima main game, albeit some of the missing cosmetics that were unlocked for the campaign, and it'll also contain all of the Legends content that was released in 2020, as well as upcoming additions. Um, so one of the things that are getting added is this Rivals mode. That's, again, a brand new mode that's coming out. And in this mode, two teams of two are going to compete to defeat waves of enemies. Defeated enemies drop mag uh, Magatama, which then can be used to attack your rival team. Spending the Magatama on shades will block your rival team from making purchases, while buying curses will drain rivals' health and make bodies explode. Uh, basically, once you spend enough of that, it'll trigger a final stand where a wave of enemies are coming at you and defeating them before your rivals will win you the match. Similar to Creeps, uh, excuse me, Isaac's favorite game, Destiny 2, is the Gambit mode. If uh, some of you haven't played it, it's very, very similar to that. Um, it'll also have a set of trophy and cosmetics that you can uh, unlock. Uh, and there's several other things. One of the other things is that there will be new content also released weekly uh, on the, upon the game's launch. It'll come start at September 10th to October 1st. This is going to include new Rivals maps, uh, two new survival maps, uh, a new and harder version of last year's raid, and uh, all of it's going to be divided into bite-sized chunks. So, first, before we get into all of this, Isaac, were you able to find an update? Has Horizon Zero Dawn got the 60 frames update? No, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen, so... Okay, so we know that now. Now, back to Ghost of Tsushima. Did you play it, and how excited are you for this this update? I know you don't have a PlayStation anymore, but just in in your feelings, how do you feel about all this stuff coming around the Ghost of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, excuse me, Legends update, as well as being a standalone product now? I mean, I think it's really cool that they keep supporting this game. Um... I mean, the campaign, it looked fantastic. I didn't play it, but it looked fantastic. It looked beautiful, and uh, people loved it. So, And then they surprised everybody with this Legends mode, um, and they had the raid, and it seemed, you know, pretty deep. It, it seemed more than tacked on, right? It wasn't like a, just a tacked on thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a fan of looter games, uh, specifically looter shooters. This isn't a shooter, but this, you know, looter slasher, whatever you want to call it. And so I, like I, I would definitely, yeah, Luda I would slasher. definitely, <laughs> yeah, Luda Slasher, Luda Melee, whatever. Um, I would definitely play this if I had a, a PlayStation. It, the, the raid, like like you mentioned, they, they seem to uh, draw inspirations from Destiny. The raid, I remember when the raid came out and I watched it on Twitch as, as teams tried to, to complete it. And specifically, the final boss was very, very similar to a raid boss in in the first destiny called and uh, the the king's fall raid of oryx it was very like almost one for one honestly <laughs> but it was pretty similar um and then this new mode is, is sounds similar to a mode in destiny called gambit which is you know has the same concept you know it's in, in gambit it's teams of four you go around you kill enemies they drop moats you grab the moats you take them back to your base and you bank them and depending on if you deposit five five ten or fifteen moats then it'll send a blocker to the other team but in destiny there's also another element of you can invade the other team so you, you go into the teleporter you invade the other team and you can kill the other team and when you kill them they drop whatever moats they had on them so there's that extra element in destiny gambit not my favorite game mode um and it's 
it, Destiny fans, it's not their favorite game. Like, you know, I, I don't know anybody <laughs> that really likes Gambit. But, you know, hopefully they get it right in, 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 in Ghost. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely play this. I love making builds and, you know, collecting loot and collecting gear, making my character look cool. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is great. I find this fascinating for the simple fact of I'm going to get, as I said, the director's cut anyways, but Legends mode really had me. I already wanted Ghost of Tsushima, but when Legends came out, I was like, I really want it now. And of course, I didn't get it. So I I do feel it's a little late in that regards, like I wish this came out earlier as a standalone product when Legends first came out because I'd have been all over it. And I also hope I didn't see it in there, but I also hope there's just a way like if you have Legends and you finally decide, oh, I want Ghost of Tsushima itself as a whole, like it just has a quick upgrade path for it. That'd be great. I didn't see anything on that at the moment, but um, I do I do love this that they like you said. They're not only giving you the DLC for uh, the island of Iki, if I remember is what it's called, but that Legends is getting another update. It's getting an extra game mode. As you said, it's like Gambit, which is funny that you said you don't know any Destiny 2 players that really like that game mode. I really like the game mode. <laughs> I won't lie. I mean, I oh, will. Ad- I'm going to be honest. I will admit I... I'm not as big of a fan of it now, but when it first came out, I was a huge fan of it. I really did enjoy it because I loved that kind of competitive aspect of going over and screwing the enemy team over um, or like when the person jumps over and you kill them before they can do anything. It's like, ha, you suck. Why do you even when, come over when if, Yeah, when, the, when it first came out, it was fun, but now it's just – everybody's just burnt out on it. And I, I can like see I said, that. I not, not many people like Gambit. But anyway, outside of that, I just find this like this really cool. And then I like that they're also, you know, already committing for at least one month of new contents each week from September 10th to October 1st. That's great. It just gives you again more more things coming, a new map. That's awesome that you're going to be having that. So, I really like this and I think that the the director's cut's going to be a great option and opportunity for those that maybe haven't dove in before and want to get all the dlc pieces all together and at once uh it's a it's a great option and like i said i'm going to be getting it myself and i can't wait to dive into ghost of tsushima for not just legends but for the overall story and the uh the dlc the island of iki um yeah it's just yeah it looks awesome and I hope this does well for them because I would love to see more raids, more game modes, just more loot, just just more of everything, you know. Well, I, I will really, say, really I will say, and not saying that it's it's going to be anything in particular, but I do recall that Sucker Punch is working on some type of multiplayer game. I know Naughty Dog is, but I swear. Sucker Punch is too. Uh, listeners, you can correct me by you know commenting on our posts uh, if I'm wrong about that. But I think that they are. So maybe maybe there is going to be something where it's like what you're saying. Legends gets this standalone product and it's going to get a lot more updates, more raids, things of that nature from it. That would be really cool. I'd be down. Uh, you know what? We're talking about the future of Legends. We don't know what that is. But we do know what the future of Street Fighter V is. And that means... And that is, they're getting one final character after these other two release. So we're going to Eurogamer for this article from Wesley Yin Pool. And it is Capcom says Street Fighter V's final character, Luke, 
will help, quote, expand the world of Street Fighter. Uh, going from this, so Street Fighter V's final character is going to be Luke, who is due out in November. This came from a uh, trailer that dropped um, through their summer update, if I remember was the name of the actual update. Capcom described the brand new character as someone who will, quote, help expand the world of Street Fighter, as I said below. Um, so based on the language, basically Luke is going to play a starring role in some form of matter in the unannounced Street Fighter VI. Uh, for those that don't know, that also they showed off gameplay for um, Oro, who's going to be joining the roster on August 16th, and Akira, who's also going to be joining the roster on August 16th, um, and they gave a bunch of other details on it, but Isaac, I know that you were a big Street Fighter fan, I know that you still obviously talked about that you last week that you love Street Fighter when we talked about um, Mortal Kombat, but... I, I I haven't I don't know how much you're following Street Fighter Five at the moment. So, did you see Luke? What do you think of Luke as the final character for Street Fighter Five? Well, I don't think I said I love Street Fighter because I don't. <laughs> I was just surprised that Mortal Kombat had more sales. Okay, but uh, I mean I, I've played Street Fighter Five. I I saw a little bit of it. I was just not a fan of of Street Fighter Five gameplay, so it didn't do anything for me. But if people are, you know, if, if the fans of the game are happy with the characters, um, then, then you know, more power to them. Um, it, it does seem like it's time for, you know, a new entry in the series. So uh, this being the last character, um, I mean, it makes sense, you know, uh, and hopefully six comes around soon, maybe an announcement soon, at least. Um, but as far yeah, they, they mentioned, you know, he's going to be a big part of the lore or story wise. I mean, <laughs> their their quote on the tweet is meet Luke, the brand new final character for Street Fighter five and a key player in the future of Street Fighter. That was their okay. that was so, their quote. OK, so it, it doesn't necessarily mean story because I hope not, at least because Street Fighter five's campaign was just a god awful. <laughs> I don't know if you played it, but it was I just did. awful. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> it was, I, I thought it was horrible. Uh, so I, I mean, if they do, you know, maybe they put a little more effort into it. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, if, if, as long as Street Fighter fans are, are happy about this, you know, more power to them. I will say uh, the one thing that I found, I, I like, I think his character design looks kind of cool. I mean, he, for those that don't know, he's kind of wearing uh, almost like UFC uh, um, combat gloves. He's got some like basketball uh, or not basketball, but like boxer uh, trunks on that are yellow and blue he's wearing some knee pads on or spandex i should say on both legs and then he's got a uh like a band-aid that comes across his his nose you'll have to look up him for more details but um the the, the article that like... i the article that i came off of for uh euro gamer and i can't unsee it now is that uh he has an un an uncanny uh comparison look to logan paul and i was like god god dang it yes he does <laughs> <laughs> i think he looks cool yeah, but god dang it why why does he have to look like logan when, paul yeah when you sent me the link and i opened it and that was the, that was the first thing i saw i just started just just laughing out loud i was like wow he really does look like <laughs> like well i think this is jake paul but it doesn't matter it's one of the, the paul brothers yeah it, yeah, it, yeah it was yeah. really funny yeah, you're right. I think this is Jake Paul. The article says Logan Paul, which made me think. Of, yeah, it's Jake Paul. That's Jake Paul. 
So, uh, yeah, I agree. It was like, dude, it does it does look like Jake Paul. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I, – I don't know, like you said, when it comes to story-wise what this means. I just do think that, um, you know, of course there's always going to be the main components or the main characters like Ryu and Ken and things of that nature. But I do think that this Luke could be a great – uh, or a key indicator to Street Fighter Six is going to be taking a different turn uh, in the story, maybe in the same breath or realm of like Street Fighter Three, uh, where there was a lot of newer characters that were brought into the mix that were not in previous older versions, and maybe that's what they're meaning by it is that we're going to see a lot more newer characters like Luke, or Luke is going to be playing a bigger role fighting some of these newer characters than he currently. Uh, or then that is currently in the Street Fighter V roster. At least that's how I kind of took it. But when Street Fighter VI is coming out, we have no clue. But we do know what is coming out next week, and I'm about to break it down to you. And we are starting with Monday. There's actually not a lot of games releasing next week, so this is going to be going pretty quickly. Monday, August 9th. I am dead for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Glyph on PC. On Tuesday, August 10th, you have Godfall for PS4. Remember, it's already out on PS5 and uh, PC, but this is the PS4 version. Uh, Lawn Mowing Simulator for Xbox Series and PC. Shadowverse Champions Battle for Switch. On Wednesday, August 11th, you have Glitch Punk for PC. Icarus for PC, Seed of Light for PC, and on Thursday, August 12th, you have Four Clothes for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC, Naraka Blade Point for PC, Os- I'm going to pronounce this as OKO, but it's all in caps, so OKO, PC, Art of Rally for Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and then on Friday, Hades is coming out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and that will be an Xbox Game Pass game. Isaac, any of these games uh, pique your interest? No, none of these, but I highly recommend Hades. I've already played it, and it's fantastic, especially since it's coming on Game Pass. You already have Game Pass, nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose, so. Yeah, well, Hades you have you have nothing fantastic. to lose, but you have a lot to enjoy because Hades is a great game. Yeah, Hades is fantastic. It is it is utterly fantastic. I haven't beat it yet. It is I I I keep dying uh on the fourth stage. I haven't played it in a while, but like yeah. I just I haven't been able to beat it myself yet, but it is a fantastic game. Uh so I completely agree with that. Uh the one game that I am interested in and you you know this because I did play uh the betas for it is that Naraka Blade Point. I really enjoyed Naraka Blade Point. And I did forget to mention this earlier in the show. So, and since we have time, I'm going to talk about it right now. So, first off, real quick, with Naraka Blade Point, it's coming out for PC. It will come out for consoles at some point. I know it has a PS5 release. I don't remember what all the consoles announced are, but it hasn't had a release date yet for that. But they, uh, the makers, did announce uh, consoles were coming. But I played that Hunter's Legends Arena. And in hopes, it was a PS5 uh, and PS4 game, PS Plus game of the month. I do still recommend you guys go check it out in hopes that I would kind of scratch that itch for Naraka Blade Point. And it does in a sense, but it feels clunky. And I've only played it a few times so far, so I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt of like maybe it's just me 
still learning the game, but it just feels very clunky. And I, for that reason, it's, I find it as a, it's a decent alternative, but it does not hit where Naraka Blade Point hit so well, which is in the combat, the exploration, and having some long range weapons. So, Naraka Blade Point, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm probably going to try to talk with Winnie and snag that because it is a $20 game, but I do feel, uh, I really want to get that game because I really liked Naraka Blade Point. Again, really quickly for those that don't know, it is a battle royale, uh, Chinese uh, dynasty inspired uh, game for pc 20 dollars. check it out it's fantastic um we really have to wrap up the show so is there anything else you want to pass along to the listeners isaac before we do the closing uh no nothing nothing really just stay safe out there um wear a mask because it seems like this delta virus is or this delta variant is getting real yeah um but other than that, I don't know. We playing some games today? What are we doing? Yeah, we're gonna play some games today. We have uh maybe we'll play some Back for Blood beta. I don't know, but make sure that you guys are following the Twitch pages. We did give them last week, but mine is Darcy28, and his is say it again, Isaac. <laughs> it's quote Isaac with two A's, end quote. You know, that whole phrase right there. Isaac with two A's two underscore. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Isaac with two A's underscored. And it's, the two is actually spelled out. It's not the number two. It's hilarious that I know your Twitch username better than you. Isaac with two A's underscore, and it is all spelled out. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it because we really enjoyed bringing this to you. Stay hydrated. Stay healthy. And as Isaac said, stay safe. And we will see you guys next week on the next episode.